Hello, my name is Father Ed Feliski from the San Alfonso Retreat House in Long Branch, New Jersey. Today the church celebrates Monday of the first week of Advent, November 29th. I'd like to begin with today's gospel reading taken from St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8, verses 5 to 11. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion approached him and appealed to him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, suffering dreadfully. Jesus said to him, I will come and cure him. The centurion said in reply, Lord, I am not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Only say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man subject to authority, with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my slave, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed, and said to those following him, Amen, I say to you, in no one in Israel have I found such faith. I say to you, many will come from the east and the west, and will recline with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the banquet in the kingdom of heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Besides Jesus, the main character in today's gospel is an unnamed centurion. First, a bit of background. The centurions were the backbone of the Roman army. In in a Roman legion, there were 6,000 men. The legion was divided into 60 centuries, each containing 100 men, thus the word century, meaning 100. And in command of each century, there was what was called a centurion. These centurions were responsible for the discipline of the regiment under their care, and they were sort of the cement which held the army together. The morale of the entire Roman army depended on them. The centurions were the finest men in the Roman army. But there was something very special about this particular centurion mentioned in today's gospel. He had an unusual attitude toward his servant. This servant would have been a slave, but the centurion was grieved that his servant was ill, and he was determined to do everything in his power to save him, even if it meant appealing to a Jew, that is, to Jesus. This was quite unusual. In the Roman Empire, slaves did not matter. It was of no importance to anyone if a slave suffered or if they lived or died. A slave was no better than a thing. A slave had no legal rights whatsoever. His master was free to treat him or mistreat him as he liked. The master possessed the power of life and death over his slave. So it is quite clear that this centurion was an extraordinary man, for he loved his slave. It may well be that it was this gentleness and this love that attracted Jesus to this centurion in the first place. 
Not only was the centurion quite extraordinary in his attitude towards his servant, but he was also a man of extraordinary faith. He wanted Jesus to heal his servant, but there was one problem. He was a Gentile, and Jesus was a Jew. According to Jewish law, a Jew could not enter the house of a Gentile, for all Gentile homes were declared unclean. As a soldier in a place of authority, the centurion knew what it was to give a command, and to have that command instantly carried out. A person of great authority, the centurion acknowledges and entrusts himself to an authority higher than his own. So he sees Jesus as this higher authority, that Jesus has the capacity, the, the capability of healing his slave. So he says to Jesus, you don't need to come to my house. I am not fit. I am unworthy for you to enter my house. All you have to do is speak the command and it will be obeyed. There spoke the voice of faith. In fact, we, re we repeat his words of faith at every Mass before we receive Holy Communion. We say, Lord, I am not worthy to receive you under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Ancient Jews thought of the kingdom of God as a great banquet at which all Jews would sit down to a feast. But in their wildest dreams, they never expected to find Gentiles there. Yet, in today's gospel, Jesus makes it quite clear that membership in God's kingdom isn't reserved for a privileged few. It's open to everyone, even outcasts and Gentiles. The invitation to the great banquet is not a person's nationality or race, but rather one's faith. The kingdom of God is the possession of every person, in every race, in whose heart there is faith. May we all be so faithful. May God bless your Advent journey by deepening your faithfulness.